It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Clone Nation? Like 60 degrees out there today. Yeah, now it's going to like rain forever. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh, It's going to rain a lot tonight. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning, you're probably over the rain. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't even know. I'm an idiot. And normally when you get older, you, you're obsessed with the weather, and I find myself to be less interested in it. I don't pay attention to the weather. I, I didn't even know it was warm out, and then I I had to go out into the garage. It was like 3 o'clock. I'm like, shit, it's 60 degrees out. And then we you know, we took the kids on a walk. Got to take advantage. Felt, yeah, it felt like Big 12 tournament time today. It sure did. Snowed their last. Cammy asked me if we get the swings out, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just wait a couple weeks. You're begging for another snowstorm if you do that. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, it's going to be, again, it's going to rain a lot. It's not going to be a uh, snowstorm, but anywho. It should be fine by Monday evening when, when Huggy Bear's in town. It probably won't affect his night Sunday night at the old West Town Pub. I um, I had a meeting. It's a short walk. I had a random meeting on Thursday with, it, this was um, for a different company, and, and the guy who I was meeting with on Zoom was in West Virginia and he's a huge West Virginia fan. And we ended up talking for like 20 minutes about Bob Huggins. That dominated the conversation. 
but it was good. Fascinating individual. And he, he agrees with my theory that I've said for about a year now that I think that the Huggins guys are going to have a really hard time because he, he, they just can't keep guys for four or five years like they need to. And then the ones that they can just generally aren't that good. They are, they're going to be a, a wild story for the NCAA tournament. I mean, they still could potentially get in. They're I think in the the top, big, they're in the top twenty of Ken Palm, but yet they've only won. What do they won? Five conference games. I certainly feel like the Big Twelve should have nine teams in, but I'm obviously a homer too. Just watch college basketball. I exactly. That's all I'm saying. If you want to get the best sixty-eight teams, yes. honestly, all ten. Of the Big uh, yeah. schools are top 68 teams. Correct. Now, Oklahoma's not going to get in, but they played well, obviously. We all saw that. They've got guys. And when Oklahoma's making shots, they could beat about anybody. It's also such a hard deal. Like, you know, we were, I won't, I won't name names. We were with a Drake fan on Saturday night. Yeah. And like, if you're in their shoes, it's like, well, this whole thing's rigged. Fair. And I'm <laughs> like, generally I, pro. Yeah, I get it. And if I were a Drake or you and I fan, like I would feel that way too. But then I also, I'm an Iowa State fan and I have to see this gauntlet that you have to go through night in and night out. And it's like, well, it's like all these people after the game on Saturday. Oh, I mean, we're a, we're a bubble team. No, no, it's not true. Like, there's just no truth not to that at all. all. Iowa State could lose out and still comfortably be in the NCAA oh, tournament. It's not even a, it's not even a question mark. Yes. So we'll get, get to the game. Yeah, we'll get to it, the, it was an ugly game. It was we, an ugly we're game. not we're not putting lipstick on the pig, but the the whole point it, it's really a weird weird deal, but I we we actually I got a really nice comment and whoever the gentleman was that left it on my Facebook page, I really appreciate it. You got a it. nice comment on Facebook? It never happens. That has never happened before. I want to give a shout out to this guy. He said that he takes wins and losses much more with an even keel now because of our conversations on analytics and that he actually understands it now, which I was like, well, good. At least like something like the only reason we do this is because we are trying to teach you guys about how the tournament committee does it. Like it's not. Yeah. I'm not even approaching it as like, Hey, uh, I'm did not dis. I've I mean that was a horrible. That was, hor- effort. That was a horrible game. But it doesn't impact Iowa State standing in the NCAA Correct. tournament. That's the whole. Like, and that's that's the approach here. Yeah. Because I I'm and I'm not I, I get it because after watching that you're like that's not an NCAA tournament team. That was like straight out of last year, like when they were the Jackson State game that you called, like offensively. <laughs> really like bad. honestly, like when they had the ball and shout out real quick to our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Absolutely. Clover's right there with us. Big Dave with uh, me and Clover were texting yesterday because the Warren Buffett letter to Berkshire investors came out. It's like a holiday for us. That's the uh, Warren Palooza's in what? It's May 5th and 6th. May 5th or May. Okay. Is your wife working it this Mm -hmm. year? Awesome. We should go. I would love to go over there and do that. I didn't realize that he owns like thousands of companies. He owns half Half, the world. Half the world, really. The... Do you think I could so, get him interested in Iowa State NIL? Maybe. World, maybe. I'm pretty convincing. I think he's pretty conservative with his money, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I actually worked it up the tree to get a certain... 
Yeah, that reminds yeah. probably <laughs> off the air conversation, but I didn't get very far. Um, <laughs> watching that game, if Iowa State didn't score in transition, Oof. and they did that really early, and that's what got them out to that lead. And, and frankly, they should have been up by like well, 20. Well, now, now is the problem. Yeah, they because they missed so many layups. It, first it, half, it, Iowa State played great. Yeah. And yet the score was like, uh-oh. Yeah, uh, you would have been wise to bet against it, Iowa State in the first, at halftime. That should, have been, that should have been something like 40 to 24 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And then Oklahoma flipped it. And then Iowa State went into a shell on offense that it, it could not get out of. When they get into the half court right now, it's just a hold your breath situation. There, there's no rhyme or reason that anything is happening, and they're not. It, it, one of the things. So why wasn't it forty to twenty four? Like you said, because they're weak around the rim right now. They were not that way in the first half of the season. Like they right. are missing so missed many a, bunnies. A lot, and they. It's not just the bigs either. I'll. I'll let, I wanted to mention this. I thought Iowa State made a really good effort. In that game to change because you, you hear it after this, this little skit of all oh, the TJ needs to switch things up, you know, the offense is the same. I, if you go back and watch that, watch how many times Iowa State tried to get it inside early, and then to his credit, Jaron Holmes didn't settle for many jumpers yesterday, he attacked a lot. The problem is, he attacked a lot and had almost zero success. <laughs> But they didn't shoot as many threes yesterday. So Which was by which design. Was by, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like you, you look at that and you go, well, I, I definitely saw an adjustment made. Now, the adjustment didn't work. At, at one point, even in the second half, and I, I wanted to bring this up too, Iowa State went super small mm-hmm. with Jazz at the five. Yeah. And maybe that could spark the offense, tried something else, and it ended up being horrific on defense. So I'll give you, and, and I'll tell you why they did that, I think. It didn't work on defense. No. I think I know why they did that on offense. Okay. And this is my very... Middle of the second half. My very amateur basketball mind, but a couple of smart people confirmed that I'm not crazy. Teams are now lagging off of Trey King. Mm -hmm. They're not guarding him now. They're giving him the Robert Jones. And uh, Taman. And Taman. So when they're out there to get it, because you have to have Taman out there. So the th- I think what they were th- hoping is that it could space the floor considerably better. And sure, because that was one of the biggest questions I got after the game is why isn't Trey playing more? And I think we're seeing why. And then you go, well, why is Jones playing but but Trey doesn't? They don't guard Jones either. Well, Trey doesn't do some of the other things that Jones does defensively. So, yeah, defensively. So it's like you can't just give up your defensive because that's how you got they to got, this point. Oklahoma destroyed them. On the other end, on uh, Oklahoma's second half was well, and they hit shots. But I, but they did, but Iowa State was in really it, bad. It was actually different than the Oklahoma State game because the Oklahoma guys were wide open. The Oklahoma State dudes were hitting contested jumpers. That was my biggest issue with yesterday. It's like not only was the offense bad, but in that second half, the defense just was as bad as it's been this year. And do you it, agree you, with me on the Trey King thing, though? I do, just because I, I know that there are people out there going. He seems productive. Why doesn't he play more? I think that's what they were thinking. Now, will they adjust from that? But when those – you basically have three guys in your rotation who you don't have to guard. Right. And, and, and so the other thing is like, well, that why doesn't Watson play then? Or Ward? Well, neither of those guys are floor spacers either. I don't think that anybody would guard them. So like, you, you, you're – 
So you look at this and you go, honestly, the only way you fix this offense, unfortunately, is in the offseason. Right? So that's, which is, it's it's not not the best situation to be in. I think Iowa State has tried to throw a couple curveballs and, and try a couple different things yesterday. But clearly, 31% from the floor in, in C-Dub. It wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't even they were jacking up shots. Iowa State only shot 15 threes and 43 twos and still shot 31%. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. It it, was it's not, yeah. not going to do it. And then on the other end, I mean, Oklahoma took care of the ball okay, and it, Iowa State just didn't get enough turnover. So it was the, the recipe for how you lose by double digits at home. And so I think, you know, what, what, what's the adjustment Iowa State can make? The, the one thought that comes to mind for me is if Caleb's now more healthy, and he looked good yesterday from a health standpoint, I thought. Yeah. He was a little bit more bouncy I'm hopeful than he that had. yesterday was bouncing off some rust, and then the Monday's better is my hope. The question I think the staff has to ask, and this is this is hard to do when you only have two regular season games left, is do you try and go back to the early part of the Big 12 season where Jazz was not available, and you maybe give Demarion some more run early, maybe you give Hassan Ward some run in the first half, and and not play Jazz as much, fully realizing that Jazz has won them a couple of games since he's been back. So it's like you don't want to penalize Jazz, but at the same time, I think this group needs just some more spark somewhere, whatever that means. So in the second half, they've got a little more bounce in their legs. Is that trying to get Watson in there early? I don't know. I mean, it, this is a really tough spot because like you said earlier, when you have Lipsy on the floor, they could, they're basically not guarding him. No. And, and King's a similar way. So he, that allows them to shrink the floor. And press up on Kalsher and Holmes, who are not great ball handlers. Mm -hmm. And it just makes for a really tough time on offense. The book is out on Jaron Holmes. And I give the kid credit. He tried to drive it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he still couldn't convert. So... No, he was much more aggressive. He was. And the thing for him is, he's got to keep it up. Like, he can't just not try because he has been that guy for Iowa State. And there's not like a magic person you can acquire now that can take some of the tough shots. But it's not a mystery that Iowa State's offense has really struggled the last several games when Jaron has struggled as well. He is he is kind of the guy that unlocks it. And now... Three straight games for him, or he's not in double figures. See up again. I'm not trying to. I, I love Jaron Holmes. We all do. But but he's eight. He's eight of his last forty from the floor. And he doesn't. Just, and he and, hasn't yeah, made a, it. He hasn't made a three in the last three games, and he's turned it over five times. So it's just not. He's got. He's got to keep shooting. Like I, this isn't like, hey, Jaron, quit shooting because I think he's honestly some of his shots are good looks. It's just they got it. They got. He's the only one who can can really flip this offense right now, in my opinion. Craziest stat from yesterday was that you lose by eleven at home, and the opposition takes seventeen fewer shots than you. <laughs> they turn it over eighteen times to your five, and you lose by eleven. Five turnovers. Is that all it was? Is five turnovers? That's really. That's good. how bad their offense was. If you, sc- <sighs> that's ho- that. I mean. Brent, we could do this the rest of our career and not see a box score like that. You, Oh, man. Like, that's hard to lose like that well, at home. You've now had two of the last three games shooting under 31%, which is, in, in Power 5 basketball, really hard to do. 
So I can understand why people are like, oh my gosh, the wheels it looks come horrible. Off. I, I understand. Like you can make that argument and still like, well, it's still a it, tournament team. Like it, it doesn't have to be, you know, go the other way. I, I would also say, by God, it looks just like last year. Yes. We were in the exact same spot a year ago at the exact same time. This team's resume is better than last year's resume. Yeah, and this team's better than last year. Top to bottom, I think this year's team would beat last year's team. Don't you? I I, I do. Now, Brockington's the wild card. He was he would be the one guy yeah. that could... But no, I mean... But even him, like, in the tournament, wasn't very good in March last year. Wouldn't it, right? It's true. Yes, and so <laughs> I'm looking at last year's stats... Iowa State shot under 30%. That Oklahoma State twice. Game they, had to. they shot 28% against Oklahoma State. Yeah, that was one of the worst days. And of my life. Uh, there's one more here 28% at Texas when they only scored 41 points. So, to your earlier point, that looked like a lot like last year. Yeah. Yes. It did. Yes, it looked just it was, like it. It's the same. It's the same story. And so, I think, you know, you look at that and that gospel gives you reason for optimism. The Big 12 is really good. It, it, like it is. And mm-hmm. it's, that's not an overstatement. There is no bottom. And so if you are even average to below average on a given Saturday, you are going to lose by double figures. It doesn't matter. And um, that's, that's what's happened. You also have some solace that this team has won games against really good teams, including probably two one seeds. And you're going to get into the tournament mm-hmm. and you're going to play somebody else. That's why I think Monday night's really important, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, we want to thank our friends. Uh, I was thinking about this today as I was preparing the show, or my friends at Danielson Law. I've known these people a really long time. It goes back to the first Liberty Bowl, and I'm pretty sure I had met them beforehand, but that's what's cool about what we kind of have here at Cyclone Fanatic now. It's like this genuine like community. It's like our own like digital playground. <laughs> Um, that everybody knows each so other. Roblox. Yeah. Well, so I'm starting to think. There you go. Good reference. <laughs> good cami reference. My daughter is in the Roblox. She wanted to, me to join. She's trying to get Bloom to join the metaverse. <laughs> I'm in there. Uh, Rad Dad 22. You can find me walking around. Uh, I got a. I got a. I look like an absolute hipster dad. Like my my character. She designed it for me. Anyways, the Danielsons. Back to them. Yep. If you're buying or selling a home and you need a real estate attorney, these are your people, phenomenal people. Uh, DanielsonLaw.com, they got two little boys in there, huge Cyclone fans, D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N, Law.com. Also offering, uh, you can be notarized online now, and they they can do that remotely, which is just a, what a forward-thinking deal that is. I hate it when I have to have something notarized. It's such a pain in the ass. Now, I have, by the way, I'll just, I'll just go to DanielsonLaw.com. Actually, I'll probably just text Jeremy. Just say, hey, man. Hey, I need something notarized. Can we do it on Zoom? Uh, but check them out for all those needs. Really good people. Trust a Cyclone with all that stuff. Same goes to uh, Hope Wood. I'm going to do this after the season. Keep talking about it. I'm going to get well, my will done. But you got to make it through. You got, this could be an <sighs> yeah. interesting month. Yeah, it's got a, I got a lot happening month? here over the next month. Yeah. Hopefully on March 26th, I'll be in position to get a will. Well, I got to go to Vegas. <laughs> I got the tournament. What should do it now? Yeah, I probably will you can do day. it a day. A will in a day. I, what the hell is my excuse? I got to get this will done. Got to fly a legion a couple times. 
You said it. <laughs> That's your own fault, buddy. I like Allegiant actually. It's 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 actually quite nice. I'm I'm turning into a big Allegiant guy over I'm the years. I'm going to so I haven't like I we've talked about. It. I'm going to Kansas City for the first time in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna hang out with me at like the lady lounge. So that the you, green lady, the lounge. green lady lounge. So the, the lady lounge. <laughs> the There's another one of those. I mean, it's right down the street. So you, I might need to get that wheel of the day as well. <laughs> I think I've been to that one back in my younger days too. Uh, will in a day. Oh my goodness. Hopewood uh, JD.com. She will do, literally does your will in a day. It's not that big of a pain in the ass with her. It's a pain in the ass with other people, but it's not with our good friend Hope. Check her out at hopewoodjd.com. Get that will done. We're all getting older. Uh, the West Virginia game, 8 o'clock tip, Monday night. If you're, if you're listening on Monday, it's tonight at 8. The Again, like it, it really doesn't matter that much tournament-wise. Because this would be a quad one loss, I believe. Are they quad one, like in the net? Or is just yeah, Ken Palm loves oh, Hold on. That ranking. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not going to affect you that much if you win or lose. It won't. My point It'll is, affect your psyche as a that's, fan. Well, and that's where I go We're with this. We're starting to lose it as a fan base I, right now. But, well, it, but what about the team, though? Like, how much would it do? Because they're not going to win at Baylor. No, West Virginia is 27th in the net. Wow. Okay, so that would be a really good win even. Yeah. It'd probably do more for you to win than it would hurt you with a loss, right? Honestly, yes, which yeah. is weird to say because you think, well, West Virginia is 8th yeah. in the conference. Yeah. What the hell? But metrics-wise, it would be a bigger win than it would be a worse loss. So mm-hmm. with that, this team just needs something positive to happen. You know, the whole – Genie in a bottle that they pulled out in the NCAA tournament last year. Can you do that again? And I, I don't know. It's a totally different group. What if you get a bad matchup? I think they'll respond well. But, man, I would I would feel a lot better about this group. And I think they would feel a, lot. a guy like Jaron Holmes that we've talked about. God, he needs to see the ball go in the hoop a couple and times. Absolutely. So this is a big game because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You, and I don't want to play on Wednesday night in Kansas City. You're running out of opportunities to feel better about things. And this is it. I mean, because Baylor's playing really great basketball right now. I just think this is interesting to say. I'm less concerned about the players. I think the fan base needs some good vibes right now. Just need a win. And I think that rubs off then on the confidence of the players too. You know, because when when you when you the, the building just felt a little, even a little different yesterday. Honestly, Hilton and the students specifically have been pretty disappointing after the. Um, the K-State game was pretty good. K-State game was good. The Kansas game was great. The Texas game was great. But I don't understand the student sections. Not like, I don't know. I, I sound I, like the old head. No, but I, it, I, it, it really, that's where that building gets its energy from. And when it tip off the entire upper deck, now it filled in, you know, about 10 minutes ago in the first half. Then it was about half full. And right. I understand, like, 10 to go when that game sucks. Yeah, where you I get, get it. Get the like, heck out. Yeah, that's not on the fans. But I I, I think that they need to – and I, there's a lot of people that talk about, well, the students get turned away for the big game, so then they don't come back for the – I don't know what the answer is, but I do know in these type of games, they should just sell those tickets if the students aren't going to fill right. them. It's an interesting th- – yeah, and I don't know how – Because those would have been sold yesterday. Turn around that quickly. No, yeah, I'm not even saying, like – I don't think you could do it on the fly, but right. I, I don't know what the answer is, but the atmosphere pregame 
for the last three home games has been considerably down. So let's 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 talk about this because I think it's a it's a great conversation for the fan base right now. Where where are we at? Like are we are we pissed because it's been a rough month? I mean Iowa State has lost what six of eight, seven of nine. I think eight of eleven. Eight of eleven. Yeah. Are we pissed about this or or? And again, I've been a I'm Mister Glass Half Full, and I have been on this podcast even in the in the dark COVID times. We're less than two years away from not winning a game in conference, and you're going to go to two straight NCAA tournaments. Mm -hmm. You've got a top ten recruiting class coming in. This was team was built knowing that this could happen, and it's happening right now in that you're struggling on offense and your defense has not been good enough to rescue it, and you're on the wrong side against some good teams. So where are we at? Are we pissed? Or are we okay that this is just, you know, what's what's our favorite line? Success isn't a straight line up. Are you asking me? Yeah, I mean, where, where, that, where do you think we should be right now? The, the part that I would say I'm pissed at is that they didn't, Closed the deal at Texas Tech that they didn't. There was a couple of those games earlier on where you look back and you're, but like this stretch that they're on now, I didn't expect them to lose to Oklahoma like that. It's not what I'm saying, but I thought this would be a rough second half due to the talent, due to the second half of the season, really good coaching. This I I did like I just I never thought they would win the league even when they were six and two. So like it all depends on like where your expectations were. Sure, I'm frankly thrilled that this could be a four seed in the NCAA. If they win on Monday night, won't they? Yeah. Worse, if they win on Monday night, I'd say the worst they could be is a five. I 100% agree. If they lose on Monday, the worst they could be is a six. I mean, I I lean more six than seven. I think seven may be in okay. play All if right. the committee gets a wild hair and it's like, hey, you guys haven't won a game in a while. Again, like any of us would have been like, Oh yeah, I'll do that right now. Well, sometimes that's a nice but, thing. Sometimes it's fun to go back and listen to podcasts. I, from, I picked them to be in the NIT, so like, sure. No, and and I can already hear the 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 guy on Twitter now. Well, expectations change. You know, you, you they do. You're right. And when you're six and two, like, would any of us have been like, oh well, all right, you're <laughs> you're gonna be fighting to not play on Wednesday night in Kansas City? No, we wouldn't have signed up for that. Like, I get it, but. Uh, it just how realistic were you along the way? How out of control did you let your expectations get? I, you still got a, a freshman point guard who can't shoot, and I love Taman. He's outperformed. He's going to be first team All Big Twelve freshman. He should. He's going to be one of the great players in the history of this program. He can't shoot. It's just I'm pointing out how limited the offense mm-hmm. is right now. You have a backup five who can't shoot. He's a thirty percent three point shoot, free throw shooter. Your backup four, nobody guards. Um, your best shooter has been out with a back yeah, problem. Out, right. Your best score at Holmes is in a heck of a slump. And let's face it, Shun has been a massive disappointment as a rebounder. So like, and then he even got dinged up. Yeah, you know, like, he, he's, he's going to play Monday. By the here's way. my deal. Like, can be all right. All of that can be true that I just said. That and I just painted a really bad picture. And this has still been an awesome year. It can all be true at once. And that's what's frustrating is I hope that this stretch doesn't take away from the momentum in the program. 
It won't. And It'll all depend on what they do in March. I, 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 mean. I agree, but it, it's because I think I, I can see it. I can sense it somewhat of, oh, Iowa State's cooked and, you know, what's wrong with TJ? We don't know how to coach now. And it's like, I, I don't know. I just think that's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a uh, unfair reaction to what this program has accomplished so far and what, what can, Jesus. what can lie ahead. If you had told anybody when Prome got fired that the next guy we bring in is going to take you to two straight NCAA tournaments. No matter what, like well, how, yeah, how what, it happens, like anybody would have signed. So it can all be true. I remember at the, uh, at the tournament last year, I mean, after the Oklahoma state game, and then certainly after the Texas tech game, when they just okay. got pla- they just got killed. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Tried I mean, we it. have people on our premium board and th- these are the most rational fans that, we have like on our Uncycle and Fanatic at least. We have really good conversations back there, and there were people wondering if TJ is like a good coach. And, st- and then you know, you win two games in the tournament, and all of a sudden, similar people, hey, let's sign him up for a ten-year extension. Like right. so, it winning. Same with the whole. Well, well, he doesn't yell at the refs enough. Well. That's not a problem when they're winning. Nobody was complaining about that when they were six and two, right? Like it's well, it's really complex. If they win on Monday, a lot of this stuff will just go. Away. Well, that's but it's honestly, I think one of my weaknesses, just being transparent, is and and you as well is we're we're pretty close to the whole yeah, operation. Absolutely. We like all those guys, so maybe we're not being critical enough, and maybe we're we're. But I just look at this team, and it's accomplished a lot. Now the last month has not been not been enjoyable. Um, but I still think it's been one of my more enjoyable teams to watch and the way they fight. And they just got to get that fight back. And I think that would be my biggest disappointment. And TJ referenced it after the games. Like they, they let Oklahoma yeah. take, take them to the woodshed in the second half. There was not a lot of pride out there in the second half. And, and, and I totally agree. The lack of offense right now is starting to affect the defense. No doubt. And that has to, if, if Iowa State's going to win, it's going to have to win some games 51 to 48. And that's where it falls on the, the staff and the leaders of the team to get that back. And will they? They did last year. But again, like, I don't know if I want to, like, have that ace in the hole that I'm going to be able to pull out <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. And, and that's a big, that's a big what sure. if. And that's, that's what's been interesting is not only is the offense not done well, uh, but I've had a couple of really smart people point out that the defense in the second half been has bad, been yeah. bad. And I, agree. I think it's, I do think it's a direct correlation with it's fatigue clearly, but it's also, I think more than that, it's the, the psychological factor of you're letting your bad offense affect you on the other end. And when Iowa state's been really good this year, it's been good defense, helping out good offense and, and vice versa. Can you get it back? I hope so. But I, I just I keep coming back of what makes the Iowa State fan base great is literally in this with the tag it's loyal forever and true and and I know it'll be a great crowd Monday I hope it is and we'll feel a lot better if Iowa State can get a win but but that loyal piece for what it's worth that place has been full other than that yeah. one patch of the student section but I just I just think for everybody's mental health could use a no a doubt. banged out Hilton and a convincing win over Huggy Bear. Yeah, and I, honestly, like, I, I don't – the way they're playing right now, I don't think – I don't know how much the atmosphere has to do with anything either. Like, I did, it the, certainly doesn't feel like there's much out there that would – I'm not picking them to win on Monday. Are you? I 
I'm an optimist. I think they get it done. Okay. I that, really do. The smart play, like, numbers-wise, would be to pick Iowa State, but mm-hmm. I just, I've watched too much of them. <laughs> and and we, the, the, game, the game down there got ugly. Honestly, the officiating will be an interesting question again. Dude, that one guy was horrible on Saturday. It was the one guy. I'd never seen him before. Was Saturday officiating crew? You'll, you'll get a good crew. There Monday. were two of the guys. One of them was the UNI guy, Crawford. or Rick Crawford. Who's, he was fine. Yeah, like, he didn't have fine. a... Um, and then the tall, bald guy, I've seen him a million times. And there was yeah, some other Brett's, guy I've Brett's never Smith. seen him before. I didn't. I honestly had to, I had to look him up. Was the one call, not to make this an officiating oh, bitch fest. Better there, talk about jump shots. There was the call where the Oklahoma player, it was out on the perimeter on the left wing. It was the end of the first half. Extended his arms and threw Caleb to the floor, and they called Caleb for a block. Yeah. What did I miss on that? Because I well, thought that was the worst call of the year. I mean, it was, was it a those 50-50? are really hard. Okay, because I well, explain that to me. Because I always thought arm extension automatic off. Generally, now if they thought the contact, which is uh, go back and watch it, the contact from Caleb happened before the extension, it could be a foul on Caleb. Okay. Now, anytime you see the arm out, it's usually pretty convincing that it's going to go the other way. The uh, block charge is the hardest call in in basketball because. People have this misconception that you need to be totally set to get a charge. In reality, it's called legal guarding position. If you really are bored and want to take a nap, go look up legal guarding position in the rule book. And you can be moving a little bit as long as you're in legal guarding position. Uh, but in that case, I think they probably got Caleb for the contact before the extension of the arm. Okay. I, I, didn't, I, I disagreed with it, but I also don't think it was the worst call I've seen this year. I've seen much worse. Okay. And uh, you would know not, more than me. Not ejecting Fran McCaffrey is right up there with. Jeez, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at GravitateCoworking.com. Check them out at GravitateCoworking.com. Is that how you do your when you're closing sales? Is that what? Is that how Jeff Wood closes sales? He just stares down, first to blink. That's what they teach you in fundraising, by the way. You make it uncomfortably silent because you don't want. The person who's who's potentially going to give you a large gift, you don't want to give them an out. And so, if I just be quiet and I stare at you, your natural instinct is wanting to fill the time, and usually with a positive response because you want to make me happy. A little fundraising trick. God. Well, now you just made your job a lot harder because everybody everybody <laughs> you meet true. with they're going to be like, "Oh, Bloom's just trying to <laughs> just trying to take my money." Maybe that's what Fran was doing. Jeez. I don't know if it, it might have worked. <laughs> Well, if you go to gravitatecoworking.com, you can um, you, you can check out the locations in downtown, the East Village, Midtown over there, in Windsor Heights, and also over in Jefferson. And uh, I'm also looking to, looks like uh, we hired a new community manager. Welcome Taryn to the team. All right, Taryn. Shout out to Taryn. She appears to be a Cyclone fan and an Iowa State graduate as well, based on her bio. She's uh, she's standing the there on Jack Tri Stadium. So welcome, welcome Taryn to the team. GravitateCoworking.com. Uh, get the hell out of your home office. You're, you're you're becoming a hermit. Do not become Chris Williams. Get out of te- get out of there. Get to GravitateCoworking.com. Iowa State women are surging. They're playing really good basketball. Uh, touch on this real quick, and then I want to get to the Wiffles hybrid segment where we will talk Pac-12 versus Big 12 animosity. Yes. Uh, continues. 
Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to flip it on over to Ion TV. See what they got on. Quick, yeah. Is it uh, Law and Order? Law and Order. Women, uh, Hawaii Five O. Connor Ferguson makes a great point to me last night. We were having a couple of cocktails, and you know he covers day to day for us. And he, he's, it's not even a very bright thought. It's like it's so basic, but you're like, oh, it's kind of brilliant. He just says that you know if they're going to make a run, Ashley Jones just has to be great. And it was kind of yeah. like, oh, that's a really good point. And she can be. But you forget because she's been there for so long and you just kind of take her for granted. That is a really good point. But when she scores 25, she they're was damn hard to so beat. so good yesterday. Yeah, you, but it's a really good point, right? Literally, guards make you in March. And Iowa State still has one of the best backcourts in the country and maybe the most talented scorer at her position in Ashley Jones. Mm-hmm. You forget what she's done in the remember, remember that it kind of gets lost, but in that bubble run, she scored like 35 and then 34 yeah. down there in the in the during the COVID. Now yep. they got screwed by a horrible that call. That was against Michigan State, right? Against, they beat Michigan State. Oh, who who do they uh and it's uh AM. Yeah. It's got completely yeah. beat Michigan hosed. State, lost AM. Right? Yeah, but Ashley was great. I mean, Ashley has a and when you don't see her, this is the thing, again, comparing the men and the women. When you haven't prepared to play Ashley Jones, she will absolutely eat you alive because she is so good about, she is just relentless at getting to the basket and getting where she wants to go. She's a really tough guard for most teams. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're, the reason why some big, and she's still averaging over 20 points a game in the Big 12. But Big 12 teams have now seen her, what, 12, 13 times in her career. So they're a little bit understanding of what it takes to slow her down. And even then, it may not be enough. She, She's poised. If she's really good, this Iowa State team can, can really do some, I, some special I, things. That's a pretty good point by Connor. Yeah, I even think about it. You kind of forget about Ashley Jones, which is weird. Right? Yeah, and like, I actually, when I was at the Baylor game and they lost, but I, I tweeted this out and I, I truly mean it. Like, I, I actually think she's underrated. And, and the reason I say that is I've been doing a lot of work on, I did the Caitlin Clark piece for Iowa everywhere and I'm doing one with Ashley this week. Um, so I've been doing a lot of like research on the women's game and stuff. And, and the, the problem with Ashley's game, it's not a problem. The problem where she doesn't get enough credit, it's just not like aesthetically like pleasing. No, like, she's not shooting logo yeah, threes she's, she's or going bull- behind the back. Bullying her way into the lane and, you know, and like a lot of free throw uh, and, it is very efficient. Yeah, and like I was watching her up close against that in, in that Baylor game, and again they didn't win. So, it, but it was like, is it possible that we've underrated her only because of how it looks? Yes, yes, because the productivity is higher than the you know aesthetics of it. She's not. You know, hitting fadeaways or, you know, jumping out of the gym. Correct. She's very efficient around the rim, and she makes a lot of free throws. She's just tough. If you would, Ashley Jones is leading the Big 12 in scoring and is third in rebounding. She's averaging 21 and 9 right now. It's incredible. Which, for everybody, when everybody knows she's the best player on the floor, she will win. She should win Big 12 Player of the Year. And she's doing it. At a 42% clip from the floor, which, by the way... Is this the week we get Finley to go and just start going off on why she should be Big 12 Player of the Year? We usually get those. I mean, 
she's and she's gotten a lot of notoriety in no the doubt. past. Yeah, but no. it's I, I I bet most of the country is just kind of like, oh yeah, I it still has Ashley Jones. Yeah, because she's just been there. She is fifth in the conference as well in field goal percentage. So not only is she the leading scorer, she's the fifth best in field goal percentage. And she's shooting the three great this year. She's third in the country or third in the Big Twelve and three point percentage. Like she's doing everything at a super high level. She's made almost seventy threes this year. Her numbers are right on par with her entire career. And yet it's almost like, well, yeah, but that's just what she does. But what she does is really incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm for the Bill Fenley. Hey, by the way, number twenty four is at Iowa State still a really good player. I'm for that. So I'm actually going to call their senior day game on Saturday, so that'll be fun. Oh, you are? Yeah, nice. on, the, on the radio. I'm getting get the chance. That'll be kind of fun for me because I'm pretty sure. I think I called Ashley's first game too. At I, she, I think we did it together. If we I did. remember correctly, we did. It was against, it was a kids' day game. Yep, good memory. Yeah, yeah. I think she had double figures in that that first game. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of it was fun. I was glad that they asked me to do that and. That'll be a good way to send everybody off to Kansas City. Want to shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. They are fiercely independent, folks. Wiffles Hybrids. I always say hybrid. They are hybrids. Hybrids. Yeah. Hybrids. Yeah. I was. I always want to correct you, but yeah, I, I, you know, why do I do I don't, that? I don't. I, it's like a brain block. I'm sorry out there to our friends from Wiffles Hybrids. I'm sure they are fired up for the planting season that we have just around the corner. We're here to connect our great Cyclone Fanatic listeners with our friends from Wiffles Hybrids. They are a great locally owned company. That's what I love about them. Really good people, too. So a shout out to our friends, and you can check them out at wiffles.com. W-Y-F-F-E-L-S.com. And they're building a new thing in Ames. Yeah, they got a big connection. A great relationship with everybody up in, up in Ames there. So, great company. They would also agree that Ashley Jones should be the player of the year. Well, I'm sure that they... I'm sure that She they did do. not win it last year. It was Nalissa Smith for Baylor won it two years in a row. And it's time. Ashley Jones deserves She'll to get be it. the Big 12 And this will be a deal where the they'll give it to her. They better. It, it'll be like a Lifetime Achievement Award well, thing, too. It should but be. Cause she's been the best player in the conference, too. I know, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like Because she's never won it, too, she will get the benefit of every doubt. I'm looking here. Did you know there's only one other Iowa State women's basketball player that won the Big 12 Player of the Year? You should know this answer. Matters? <laughs> Bridget? Bridget. Yeah, yeah. Bridget did, because I remember Bill went on that Yeah, because it was, it was uh, with Kalani, the, 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 the big left-hander from Baylor, yeah. and then the Baylor people went nuts after, the, yeah. that was, Baylor people was, were mad. Mulkey got <laughs> mad. Everybody Bill, got mad. Bill was like, campaign. It was amazing. <laughs> Bring it back, Bill. I didn't know. I was, say, like, I was trying to we think. Did Lacey, did Metters, did... Um, nope. Just Bridget. I'm surprised none of those um, players from the 2000s won it. You know, they were so well, well-rounded that... Uh, like, and then Stacy Dales was a good player at the same time, and she was oh, like more man. of a... More of a notable star. I, Angie Welly was a better, more productive player than Stacy Dales, but that's here nor there. That's 23 years ago. So the Pac-12, I don't even know. Like, there's not a lot of like real stuff that's happened. But I, I just wanted to talk about this Brett McMurphy report, and then our guy Stu, um, Man. Stu's out there. So some, some some comments from. 
two years ago have aged better than others. So Brett McMurphy from the Action Network, which Brett's a really respected guy. Yep. He's very well sourced. He's been doing this for, man, I remember when I my career started, he was a big dog. So like he's been, he's been at it a long time. And he reported that the Pac-12 was in discussions with Ion <laughs> TV. Yep. Which Ion, like I've been looking all weekend because you know I'm a they are they are on in most markets. I'm a reporter, okay. Like I'm a real journalist. So when I find out some, I want to dig, dig in. I want to get, get more. To the facts, right? right? So I've been keeping an eye on different programming on Ion TV, I, right? Because I'm all about. You know, the, I want the health of college football to be great. I mean, I it's this actually doesn't sound like a terrible deal for the for the Pac-12. They got you know like Law and Order, a lot uh, of Bones on Bones. There. Have you ever watched Bones? Like once. I'd never seen Bones before, but yeah, they had a, a Bones Bones, bones marathon on Saturday. A lot of NCIS, NCIS, Hawaii Five-O, Criminal Minds. A lot of good the stuff. The Boomers, right. the Boomers love Ion. If Do you're a you, boomer, you love Ion. You so, know where to find it. So then friend of the program, Stuart Mandel, who doesn't thank you for your Cody Road. Unbelievable. Could have changed he, his He refuted life. the report and said this is not true per his sources. Do you believe that Brett McMurphy was... Why uh, would you make that up? Like, if I'm going to make up something, <laughs> I'm not bringing up Ion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It kind of makes sense, though, considering the Pac-12's deal. And then, so it we absolutely got, makes sense. We got to talk about this Apple thing, too. Well, because, you know, what's going to happen? I think what they're looking at here, I think the Apple thing is real, but they are terrified, just like everybody in college sports is, of being streaming only. Yeah. Ion is legit. Now, they have, it's for, like, 65-year-old and up people. God, I just, I but it, it is, happens it so is on in every market. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you want to watch Chicago PD at two in the morning, you know where to go, and uh-huh. that's go to Ion. So you here, just you, here, the Apple thing works, but it can't be alone. Well, I mean, that's that's it. That's, so this is not this but, is actually it makes sense because. But where else do you go? What else is local? The Sports Business Journal report from this week was that the Apple thing would be exclusive. Well, I'm sure they want ex- exclusive. But then the, you got those ads and presidents are like, hell no. We can't be exclusive to a streamer. Maybe in five years. And, and and it's not even like one of the best streamers. And obviously it's Apple. It's the most valuable company in the world. Like And they would put on a good product. Yeah, I'm not doubting that. My point being, they don't have the base that a Netflix does even. Or Amazon Prime. Amazon would be the number one yeah. uh, that we thought would get into this. But even like... If Google wanted to do it with like YouTube TV and stuff like that, like Apple's so far down right now in that. It's just real. And, and their Apple, if you know a lot about what they're doing with the MLS, it's very, I watched some of that yesterday. It's very subscription oriented. Yep. I didn't realize that that was going to be a subscription. And my whole thing is if you're so like the Big 12 would work out considerably better for like an Apple than the Pac 12 would. Did you see the attendance numbers for this year? And like, how many like, engaged Pac-12 sports fans are going to pay for a subscription? Hundred bucks? Would you pay a hundred? Would you, what about you, college football? I know you would. I'm saying, I would. But if average listener of this podcast, you know, you're you're you're. How many Pac-12 games are you watching? Would you pay a hundred bucks for the Pac-12 on Apple TV Plus? Probably not. So you're right. You're dead on, and that's why they need the the local access. So your other options, the CW. 
So the CW's home of Dawson's Creek. And they have to live golf now. Do you know that? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. On tape delay. It's on tape delay. On, on, what if uh, we got Pac-12 football on tape delay? <laughs> uh, credit, credit to our guy, Brett Yormark, who's been on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. Friend of the program. They, the timing could not have worked any better because these tech companies are... They just don't have the same funds as they did no. even in October when I, the Look Big 12 signed that. And, that so. and everybody's terrified. They're all doing layoffs because they think a recession's coming. We may even be in one now. We just don't know it. So are you going to spend $50 million per school per year on a Pac-12 and network? I, I would I also make so. the point that the worst thing that happened to the Pac-12 with this Amazon deal was the Amazon not getting a piece of the Big 12 and the Big 10. Because like if you're Amazon, it makes way more sense to throw money at like real money at the Pac-12, and they still might. I know they want rights, but you want to have a winner right away. Well, and they wanted to have like a niche in co- like an actual flag set in college football. You can't do that with these ten Pac-12 schools. Nope. But you could have if you had a piece of like three different conferences. Yes. So, from what I understand, Amazon is considerably less aggressive towards the Pac-12 now because they didn't get those two bids earlier. Because yeah, if if you do this, if you make this big investment and you get nothing from it, then that doesn't look good in the future when you do go after the. And they're a little gun shy right now because of the NFL deal, and their numbers are way lower than they thought they would be. Started great, then tailed off. And if you if, so the, if you're if you go over the Pac-12 and you sign this massive deal with them, and you're getting seventy-five thousand people watching a game, uh, that's not that's not good for your shareholders. So. I yeah, I just, the Pac-12 is in a really bad spot. Like I, I, of all this time, I never thought one of these conferences would go away. I'm starting to wonder now because they got bit by the Big 12 beating them to the punch. They could have t- they could have taken four to six Big 12 schools last summer, and they opted not to. They had a huge strategic failure on their end. They could have buried the Big 12. Didn't. Now the Big 12 added schools. It's got the long-term grant of rights now. Oregon and Washington are not going to sign up for a long-term thing. They're just not. This Klyakov guy is really, the book's not going to be positive on his. He he has completely hosed this up. I mean, he's missed every big decision. And what have they gotten right? Even the Alliance was a massive train wreck. They got destroyed because of it. What's interesting, too, is I'm Remember looking like, so where are all these schools going to go? And adding San Diego State and SMU is not going to save your conference. Well, I'm, I'm just looking like at the future of the Big 12, okay? Culturally, though, I just don't see a lot of great fits here. I think Arizona and Arizona State would definitely work culturally. Maybe Colorado because they've been here. But the rest, like, I, I don't know. Like, Utah doesn't – none of those California schools are Big 12 schools. No. They wouldn't want to be. Yeah. So like they don't need it. They don't need to be. And either. frankly, I don't I really hope that if if Oregon and Washington are an option, do not give them any sort of a contract that's well, different than any other I school. Know. Do not do that, Brett Yormark. Have you read about what's going on in the ACC right now? Florida you got States. Florida State and Clemson are basically holding a gun to the head right now yeah. on unequal revenue sharing, and it's just like have we learned nothing from history? But they, their competition isn't their conference. It's SEC and the Big Ten. They think they should belong there. They are 
They're basically where Texas and OU were 10 years ago in the ACC. Why doesn't It's going to end poorly for them, too. Why doesn't... I was thinking about this today. Why doesn't ESPN just be like, all right, we'll make a... We're going to do a Florida State, like a Mike Norvell feature thing, and we'll pay you an extra $10 million a year for it. They could, but they don't need to. But my... Because where's Florida State going to go? The Big Ten? You know what I mean? I mean, Florida State feels like an SEC school to me. Yeah, and ESPN owns the SEC. And ESPN also owns the ACC. Yeah, why do they need to spend more money that they don't need to spend? Florida State can't go anywhere. They they can threaten all they want. Did Did you read their ADs? comments yeah he can he can play hardball They're, they have a grant of rights that would cost them literally like a billion dollars yeah because it's 150 not, million it's 150 exit fee plus oh and all the years all the years up, yeah. of losing revenue from yeah they can't do that they're not going to do. They don't have that money. They don't. Have, no. They don't, Clemson and Florida State do not have a billion dollars to join another conference. And then the other interesting thought this was floated to me last week is the ACC expanding and basically buying up the Pac-12. That would be an ES, that would have to be an ESPN led thing. Sure, and there's but that would dilute we, the pot. There's no way ESPN can spend more for that, right? And then you have Bob Iger on his re- recent earnings call saying we need to basically scale back on sports rights. It the timing is could not be worse for the ACC and the Pac-12. They so, are so up basically the, creek right the now. Pac-12. We I mean, can blame Joe Biden. <laughs> Oh, I just some made pe- half the audience some mad. people are half, not going to appreciate Half of that. you people think I'm awesome now, and half of you hate me. <laughs> Trump sucks. Oh, now you all hate me. I'm not attaching my wagon to any of these comments. I will remain apolitical. This is what happens when we start to have a couple <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Oh, women get the, the women get Kansas on Wednesday. That's a big one. Uh, and, yeah, down there. And we get the hug, Bob Huggins on a Monday night. As you're listening to this, he is probably tipping one back. He's over at uh, Westtown. At Westtown. Depending on if, if this is between the hours of 8 p.m. and 3 in the morning, Cause, high probability. Because they were in Lawrence, so they just came right oh, up. I'm sure they just came right Well, uh, That'd be interesting. I bet they did, actually. There's no There's way, no way they went back. back. Yep. No way. Zero chance. I mean, the Big 12 probably did that for them, I would guess. Yes. They, you're right. No, they're, they're here right now. Huggy Bear. God bless him. Thank you for the help with the economy. I'm telling you, Joe Biden, he's the reason the Pac-12 is not going to get a TV deal. (laughs) It's just, I I hope that our audience is intelligent enough to know that I'm trolling everybody. I think most of them are. We're going to get two emails, though. Have a great... It's Chris. (laughs) Chris M. Williams on Twitter. Have a great Monday. (laughs) Cheers. This is the moment when two countries